Right now, we're going to switch gears and get into another really important discussion about an area in our city that is undergoing some change. And hopefully, this is a revitalization effort to restore what once was really vibrant and really bustling. We're talking about Chinatown. Now, our guest has been working incredibly hard to get to the bottom of the issues here in Chinatown. She's published a three-part series. You can check it out on globalnews.ca, examining all of the concerns surrounding this part of our city. Stephanie Swensrud is the digital content coordinator right here at 630 Chet, and she is joining me to unpack all of her work. Stephanie, thank you so much for making time for the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Chelsea. Good to talk to you. So your work has been extensive, to say the least. You've done a very deep dive into this. Just catch us up, Stephanie, so that we're kind of on the same page here with the state of Chinatown, because it's an area that's seen murder, violence, racism, homelessness. Is there one overarching issue that's been driving people away, or is it a perfect storm of many of those things? I think it's a perfect storm of many of those things. You totally got it right, though, uh, that that community has been through a lot, especially um, about a year ago, of course, the tragic murders of uh, two men in Chinatown. It kind of brought everything to a bubbling point, right? And it was really a moment of you have to take action on this to the city and to the province and to police. So about a year ago, the city put out uh, its safety plan and now uh, we're looking at the results a year later to see how it's how it's going. And there's really three main kind of buckets that, that they look at. And the first one is crime and safety. Okay. The second is the root causes of crime and disorder, which um, some say are homelessness, drug addiction, mental health, poverty. And the last is um, more about revitalizing and like bringing businesses back and bringing people back and making it a welcoming place to be. Because even if you got rid of all of the, uh, you know, all of the safety issues and all of the crime and drug issues, uh, it still is not necessarily a great welcoming place to be around in the way that it's kind of designed. And uh, so that's those are the three kind of areas they've been focusing on. So has this safety plan had any kind of positive effect trying to understand, you know, the motivation behind crime and safety and the root causes of some of these issues? Have they uncovered something that could make this area come back to life? Well, so in talking with the people living in the community, a lot of them said things were actually feeling a lot better uh, based on a year ago. One thing that uh, one of the community members said to me was that the Healthy Streets Operations Center, which is, uh, it was put together by the Edmonton Police and the city. Uh, it's just groups of police officers and paramedics and firefighters and outreach workers who patrol the streets and they try to kind of interfere with things before they get to that bubbling point where uh, something dangerous could happen. So uh, apparently uh, the Edmonton police say in November when the teams went out, the crime severity index was at 115. And then by wow. February, it was at 77, so down quite a bit. And then in March, it went a little bit up to 86. They said that usually crime severity goes up going into summer or with the warmer weather. Mm. So they, they, the police seem to think that that's a, it's been a success and another just number there is that they've interfered or they they call them proactive engagements and they've had 3,500 of those and um, the one of the police officers uh, kind of giving this presentation on the results said it stops public complaints because the people on the teams are engaging with the public and community members before situations can escalate right so kind of that proactive preventative um, 
you know, action. Wow. I mean, th- those numbers sound sound really great. It sounds like it's moving in the right direction, but is it sustainable? I mean, was this always a problem that really just needed more resources thrown at it based on what your research suggests? Is this something that we can maintain long-term? Um, it doesn't seem like it, unfortunately. So uh, a criminologist, Tematope Oriola, who I'm sure you've had on your show many times, mm-hmm. he says that, you know, this can be a short-term fix, but more police on the street is never going to fix the root causes. Um, You know, having more police officers is not going to fix open drug use and it's not going to fix homelessness. Um, The only thing that's going to fix is coming up with a way to get people housed and get people into addiction treatments um, because more, uh, yeah, more, and also another thing is that when you have more police officers walking the streets, funnily enough, sometimes the rate of crime can actually go up because there's more police officers around catching more crimes. So even though oh. people may feel safer and they may, the crime rate might go up a little bit. So it really is like a confusing um, like mix with no one right answer, right? It's, it's, it's complicated. You know, I, I think if someone doesn't go into this area very often or isn't even someone that really frequents downtown, you might look at this and think that this is a, this is a problem that doesn't pertain to you but I mean this issue really it does it plays a role in the vibrancy of the entirety of downtown and our community at large what in researching this Stephanie what were your takeaways in terms of why this is so important to prioritize well totally and the saying goes something like the way your downtown goes is the way your city goes because the downtown is the economic center like everything all the buildings are so dense and it really is the the place where the most property taxes come from and uh, property taxes from the downtown um, it's kind of subsidized the rest of the city because it's so dense and it's so uh, economically fruitful but obviously if the downtown starts to fail we're losing a big portion of those tax dollars and then that then in turn affects the rest of the city and not only that it tends to be kind of a cultural center and it's kind of where the where the identity of Edmonton is is in its in its urban center so uh, if the downtown fails, it can spell a disaster for the city, I think, and I, and that's probably why they're really trying hard to fix it. And, and also, also, of course, it's like, again, the most dense residential area, so lots of people live there. So, you know, fighting, fighting for the peace and mind of many Edmontonians is uh, probably a, a, a reason why they're trying to do all this. It's optimistic to hear from that one business owner that says that things have gotten better and anecdotally mm-hmm. it feels a little bit safer. What are some other messages from other business owners in terms of what they want to convey to the city at large, trying to encourage people to come down and enjoy the, this area? Yeah, I, I know one thing that I heard is just it's good we want faster we want more we want because uh one business owner i was talking to said say their front window gets smashed in and there's grants from the city that you can you access to fix the smashed in window but then the grants take four months to come in and by the time the money's come in you've already fixed the window and doesn't really help so much anymore so having a more streamlined um process to accessing this money and on the other hand there as well a lot of the business owners in chinatown are are elderly or have been around for years and years and years but it's hard for them to access the online grant applications and whatnot so having some sort of liaison that could help the elders in the community um access these applications is so important because you know they've been around so long and they come with them they come with all this wisdom and knowledge of the business and and all the connections in the community so including them along was another point that uh, they thought would be really good to include
Stephanie, thank you so much for all of your great work on this. Uh, really appreciate it. Again, if you want to check it out, it's at globalnews.ca. It's a three-part series. Uh, thank you for being on and explaining all of your great work on this. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Of course. Take care. Stephanie Swensrud is our digital content coordinator, right, coordinator excuse me, right here at 630 Ched uh, and talking about this ongoing effort to restore the once vibrant and bustling Chinatown here in our city and why it's so important.